0: Episode 129, Keep Healthy Relationships in Motion. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Educators, it's Gretchen here of Always the Lesson. I am loving you keep coming back for more and more episodes. You're holding tight onto your elite status every moment you spend time perfecting your craft. As you and I know, podcasts are a great professional development opportunity, so I'm just honored that you value this show enough to learn with me every week. I've learned another lesson, and I can't wait to share it with you. This podcast episode is for all educators, but especially for teachers in distress, as we talk about keeping healthy relationships in motion. Let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. A piece of advice from a recent podcast guest about how they reignited their passion and potential as an educator was to keep healthy relationships in motion. I love the way they phrased that. They believed that they got energy from other people. And then when harmony surrounded them, they could be their best on the job. And I know that when work gets hectic, the first thing we cut out is spending time with friends. You know, we got to buckle down. We got to get work done. But sometimes those friendships are just as necessary in our life as food and water. They breathe life into us. We get creative ideas. Our happiness spreads across the classroom in the school building And we view hurdles and obstacles as blips on the screen instead of, you know, towering rough terrain. But we can't take just any friendship with us on this journey of life. Some slow us down, derail us, and distract us, where the others lift us up and encourage us to stay the course and remain at our side each step of the way. Well, those healthy relationships are the ones we have to keep in motion. We have to prioritize them. We have to make time for them because when we don't, that's when we get into trouble. We isolate ourselves or we start allowing the wrong voices to fill our heads. And then suddenly we aren't as rejuvenated and reinvigorated to do our job like we once were. One thing I've learned in my short time here on earth is to choose your circle of influence wisely. And I'm sure you've heard the famous quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But I want to take that a step further and think about the kinds of people that you need in your inner circle, because you might have, you know, the most brilliant, respectable people surrounding you. However, if they aren't healthy relationships, then it's actually taking a toll on you instead of building you up. So do these people speak life into you? Do they believe you can achieve your dreams? Do they support you to make those dreams happen? Do they show up for you when it matters most? Are they trustworthy and honest? You're probably like, what the heck does this have to do with educators? But it does. It has a ton to do with the work you do every day. If you're like me, uh, Your work life is affected by your personal life. And I can't tell you how many times as a mentor, I had to talk people off the ledge of quitting because their personal life was just all consuming. They couldn't concentrate. They couldn't get motivated. They had nothing to give back to their kids because they were so emotionally depleted. And these teachers had to find the relationships in their lives that were healthy and allow those to continue to grow and then let the other ones die out. Because the good ones get you through the hard days and the hard times, so you have to keep those relationships. You have to water them and tend to them and ensure that they keep growing so that when you need them, when you got to cash them in, they're right there. You can't just expect people to show up for you if you've been putting them on the back burner. It's important that you take stock every few months of who is influencing you. For me, I really wanted honest, hardworking people that I could confide in. Those attributes were things, you know, I valued because they were things I offered to friends in return. I'm trustworthy. I put my heart and soul into my work and I'm too bluntly honest to even tell a lie. I just don't have time for drama. Literally, there's no physical time in my day to be on an emotional roller coaster. So once I knew what I was looking for, it was much easier to see which friends had the attributes I needed to be my best on the job. And I started investing in those people and not so much in the other ones. Even if I knew that person for like years, you know, I knew them since I was five years old or they lived next to me or they worked in the classroom across from me, whatever it was, if they didn't have the attributes, I couldn't spend and invest as much time as I had been. Because that wasn't the relationship I needed to keep in motion. And if I'm taking time away with the wrong people, I don't have time to give to the right people. And now that I'm a mom, I have even less time. If a relationship is not feeding me, I can't put any more time into it. And it's not that I just stop being someone's friend, but I just reprioritize where I spend my time and who I spend it with. And let me tell you too, I am flipping tired like all the time. (laughs) There's not a day that I'm not tired because my one-year-old literally hates sleep. She suffers from FOMO, fear of missing out, like the best of them. I mean, it's horrible. So, oh, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine like an ounce of drama would just be way too much for me to handle It might mean, you know, I'm no longer surrounded by thousands of friends and acquaintances like I was in high school and college, but that's okay. As my life gets busy in other ways, like a growing family and a passionate job, I'm just picky with who I let in on my calendar. And I want you to do the same thing. Who do you spend most of your time with? Are these people giving you what you need to be your best in life and in the workplace? If not... Pull back. You don't have to give up on the relationship altogether. You're just taking time you used to spend with that person and repurposing that time into other relationships that build you up to be your best. I mean, we know being a teacher is hard and you need people to cheer you on and make you laugh and take your mind off things. So I love the advice of keeping healthy relationships in motion. Once you know who your top five friends are that are healthy for your state of mind and emotions, feed them and only them. Put your time and attention into those folks. You might even think, I only can think of one person and it's a family member. And that's okay. If your circle is small and mighty, you're going to be just as successful. But if your circle is large with the wrong influences, oh my gosh, it's going to control you more than you can imagine. And listen, your kiddos need you, the healthiest version of you at school at all times. You are human and you're going to face hard times in your personal life, but when you have the right friends for your current season of life, then you can navigate through rough patches with ease. But it really requires your intention to prioritize those people daily and then only let those voices hold value. Ask your circle of influence for advice, you know, not the entire town confide in your circle of influence, not all of your colleagues. And when you start to use your time wisely with those healthy few forces, you'll start to see that your life in distress is starting to look up. You're going to get out of your rut, you're going to get back on track, and you're going to get your groove back. So here's your homework so that you can be your best and more importantly, stay your best. Step one, simply make a list of all the people that you hang out with, ask advice from, and consider a friend. Step two, Put a star next to each person's name that feeds your soul. They make you a better person. They make you happy. You always look forward to spending time together. Step three, look at the people's names that have a star. Just because you enjoy hanging out with them doesn't mean they're a good friend. I had lots of acquaintances that were fun to party with, but I wouldn't tell them my secrets. And I also had some who were hilarious. They made me laugh. And by the way, I love to laugh And it's so necessary in my friendships, but they weren't prioritizing me in return. So our friendship was always out of balance. I was giving, 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 and I was never getting. So if a name has a star that isn't someone you would confide in, trust, love unconditionally, and get a return on your investment, then erase that star. Again, it doesn't mean that this person's dead to you or anything. They just aren't your inner circle of influence. They didn't make your personal VIP list. And step four, last step, the names that remain should be a small list of confidants. These are the folks you're going to make a conscious effort to talk to daily if you can, see them weekly if you can, pour back into them. You invest in them and they invest in you. That's your tribe. Those are the healthy relationships you have to do everything you can to keep in motion. If you are constantly tending to those friendships, it really doesn't take much time. You know, if you're watering and pruning daily, it's going to grow. But if you let it sit out there and bake in the sun for days before getting around to watering it and pruning it, mm, you're going to have a lot of work to do. And that makes your life stressful and that unhappiness creeps back up again. It becomes all consuming. You know, friends, it shouldn't be work, but you do have to be conscious and intentional so that a friendship grows along with us. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on keeping healthy relationships in motion so you can be your best on the job. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.